0: Hey, football freaks, it's Alan. Just want to take the time here to let you know that this week's show is brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts. If you're thinking of doing a podcast, there is a way for you to do a show without having to become an audio editing master, a production whiz kid. You can just go to prettyeasypodcasts.com and get your own personal producer at a very, very low cost. That'll be someone who can guide you, assist you, help you out with whatever you need to get your podcast off the ground. If you have an idea or a topic you want to talk about on a weekly basis, on a daily basis, it doesn't matter. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com, get started today. Take some of the hassle of starting a podcast off your shoulders and let the audio professionals at Pretty Easy Podcast help you out. Pretty Easy Podcast is where podcasters go to get their shows recorded and posted with a complete podcast studio at their disposal. Record from home or your office or anywhere, really. Pretty Easy Podcast caters to your schedule and gives you a producer for your show at your beck and call. Go to prettyeasypodcasts.com, sign up today, be heard, have some fun podcasting, and don't let a lack of technical knowledge hold you back. Go to prettyeasypodcasts.com today.
1: This is the future, this is not the past. The
0: new XFL will kick off in 2020. XFL is cooking! It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined.
1: This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL!
0: Welcome, football fans. This is the week of September 29th, 2019. This is the road to 2020, and this is the XFL Show. I'm Alan. I'm Jake. I'm Vince. And I'm Bryant. This week, future XFL players showed that they are ready to join the league on social media. And with the XFL draft drawing near, the anticipation is off the charts for everybody as the league revs up to kick off, which we are only 19 weeks away from. 19 weeks. And I just get the sense, Jake, that this week, right now, this moment... We're closer than ever to kickoff. Closer than ever. We're making history once again. February 2020 is really creeping up on us. It is. It, it, it's. I, I wouldn't even say creeping up, though, actually. I would say it's uh, about to like explode right right at us it, it's it's forcefully coming towards us it's like well, a...
2: you usually you usually creep you know but, so you get the
0: best reaction I think. <laughs> this feels like a locomotive this 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 week. I, I I am I don't know. This is like your last week to catch your breath, I think, because we've got big things coming. Especially in the month of October, I feel like we're gonna get a lot of action going with the with with the draft nearing, like we said, and we're gonna get into all that this week. But I I don't know about you, Bryant. I know you have a, a great sense of smell, but this week for the first time, I could smell the XFL coming this week. I could smell the the flashing light bulbs from pictures being taken at the draft. I could smell footballs and pigskin leather and uh, all that being made. I, I don't know. Is that is there something in my basement or is, the, is this the XFL drawing near? Alan, what's going on
3: in your kitchen that you're smelling football? What is XFL? I don't, I don't know. Anyway, we are that close, Alan. We are, we are 19 weeks. We hit the teens, ladies and gentlemen. February is going to be here before we know it. So much going on. Uh, everywhere you turn, there's a lot of football happening, so I'm really excited for right now.
0: This is a very, very I'm gonna say important week for anybody who really needs to uh, uh like brace for uh, for all the action that's about to come our way if I, I'm telling you Vince, right now is the time. To settle in, make sure your cardio set. Make sure you could, you're gonna you know be able to keep up because it, it's gonna be really ferocious here pretty soon. And this week already kind of was a lot of rumor at least this week that we're gonna talk about. But it, it, it's already an action packed week, and this is just the tip of the iceberg.
1: Yeah, we're getting ready for this big draft that you know we think is gonna be happening next month, and you know, I'm hoping that we're gonna have a, a list of all the players that are (laughs) going to be in the draft pool uh, to really study that. And, uh, um, you know, once that draft happens, we're going to be breaking down all the rosters, the players, the coaches, their schemes, game plans. Yes, It is just going (laughs) to be nonstop preseason training camp football uh, from October until we kick off in February of 2020. It is going to be one
0: wild ride. I cannot wait for X's and O's and all the other stuff to come along. You mentioned there, Vince, but especially the X's and the O's. That is going to be fantastic. We'll be able to do that when players are on teams, which is going to be coming up pretty soon. Before we get into everything for this week, we'll look back at the week that's gone by us. And uh, last week's show, a lot of talk about bad boys. I think safe to say, Bryant, uh, nobody wants Antonio no one, Brown in no the XFL. One, not
3: one person, not even Antonio Brown, wants <laughs> Antonio Brown.
0: I mean, it's it, it's
3: you can't have this guy anywhere close to your league. Uh, Jake Vince, unless your, your mind has changed since last week, all of us on this show are still saying no way. Uh, it, but he's going back to school, so it's all good. He, he, he's not interested in football right now anyway.
0: And which is always a good decision, I think, Vince. Going back to school, get your degree if things don't work out for you in one uh, realm, there you could always fall back on our solid education at Central Michigan University.
1: Yeah, unless, unless a big time company like Kodak comes calling
2: for you, then <laughs> then, then, may, then well, maybe you, you, could... you got tough decisions to make. Then
0: <laughs> I don't know. Antonio, you think Antonio Brown's gonna become like a professional photographer? Is that what you're alluding to? No, I thought photo developer. I think is what you're. Yeah, doing I, doing I could see right. him <laughs> you know, wearing a
2: wearing a long white uh, jacket, working in a dimly lit room.
0: Really. Maybe really bizarre rumors you're spreading about AB, which he doesn't need anymore. No,
2: I wasn't. No, I was just
0: saying in general yes, about okay, ed- okay.
1: education.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Education is good. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, also, this past week, if you were um, anywhere near a radio, a television set, or... Uh, in the in the Dallas Fort Worth area, you definitely caught Bob Stoops talking to somebody about the XFL. He was everywhere this week. And uh safe to say he might have he was out there hashtag raising hell, Jake. Bob Stoops was on even on the Texas Rangers broadcast for like an entire inning discussing the XFL, which was really cool to see.
2: Well, yeah, you gotta, you know, you gotta hype the team. I'm sure there were some viewers out there that were, you know, watching the Rangers game that didn't even know about this uh, XFL league making a comeback. So, yeah, he's, he wants, you know, high octane offense, you know, things that we've seen from the collegiate days. And uh, he's probably going to get Landry Jones to do it.
3: Now, now, Vince, I have a question, real quick. Since you're a diehard Dallas fan here, uh, I thought it was raising hell between hash marks. Am I am I wrong with that? Why is he raising hell outside of the hash marks?
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> in this how Bummy offense, we we attack, you know, outside and inside.
3: Alan, have we even said we with the LA Wildcats? I don't even think we say we. Look at how dedicated and <laughs> where's your Renegades tattoo at, Vince? You could tell uh, us. No, I was just referring to how mummy offense.
1: <laughs>
0: Well, I, I don't know if I'm ready to say we, because th- there are all these boxes you got to check if, if you want to be a part of the LA Wildcats. I want to make sure that I, I fit the criteria of what Coach Winston Moss wants in an LA Wildcat. I don't know if anybody caught this, but I saw it on the uh, Instagram, like you sent me, Bryant from the LA Wildcats. Coach Winston Moss laying it out there, exactly what he's looking for from anybody who's going to play for him in the LA Wildcats. They gotta be team first, gotta be team first. If, if you don't put yourself first in front of the team, you're out the door. Second, you gotta be competitive. We want guys that are coming in and compete, but you're also gonna have to be able to be creative and innovative. You're gonna have to be able to think what, what, what Norm Chow and what uh, Pep Johnson is gonna put together in collaboration with myself. We got some good shit going. I feel like I fit that criteria, Brian. I don't know about you. The only tough part might be keeping up with the mind and innovation of Norm Chow, but man, they got it cooking with the LA Wildcats
3: it takes just as much work to be that man's friend i'll tell you that much too right now
0: uh winston moss (laughs) uh knows what
3: he wants i'm telling you guys if you get the chance to meet this man and i'm telling vince jake and alan this uh you're gonna fall in love with this guy because his intensity level is up to a a 100 and he'll he'll
2: welcome any player he's gonna expect so much of you and i've seen how he's welcomed people i'm not sure i want to (laughs) mention your name
3: (laughs) but uh what more would you expect from a player i guess you could you could say hey what would bob stoops want from a player i would assume the same things but really it's it's kind of cool to see winston moss out there telling people if you want to play for this team this is what you got to do
0: well bob stoops was out there saying he's looking for uh several quarterbacks he has his eyes on during that rangers broadcast and he said that it's going to be a similar offense to what he ran at oklahoma uh he did not uh drop any uh and he censor bleeps on, on that broadcast. Coach Winston Moss, he, he he's not about that. He's just about, you know, following what his criteria is and, and winning. Because as we all know, L.A. stands for excellence, Vince. Uh, I didn't know that. L.A. stands for excellence. You better recognize. Now I do. You better. Winston Moss Oh my goodness, my bold prediction for 2020, if I'm wrong on everything else, I know for sure I'm going to be right on this. By the end of that season and the end of the year next year, Winston Moss is going to be America's favorite head coach in all of sports. How could he not be with with, with quotes wow. like that and the personality he's he's been putting on display in, I mean, limited... Really, in a limited capacity, Jake. He's not even on a giant platform like ESPN or Fox yet. Just imagine. I,
2: I think the bigger question here is, what's the over under for how many games before he puts on a, a you know a set of pads and gets in there? Because <laughs> it, 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 it's inevitable from from everything I'm hearing. Uh, I,
0: I I A player coach. I I could. I don't. Do you think he's you know him the Treaty best? Camp. You know him the camp. best, Brian. Preseason. Do you think he's one of those coaches who's going to headbutt a player with no helmet on?
3: <laughs> he's intense I, I will say that but no i don't think he's gonna do uh, that much jakey he, he's super involved he was hyped during the uh summer showcase when i saw him there he he his intensity level like i said is at 100 and he's really it's really gonna f- trickle down to his players he might be the best personality that the XFL has uh going into 2020 he knows what it takes to build a great and competitive football team
0: Coach Winston Moss, Coach Bob Stoops, Pep Hamilton, everybody's out there talking up what they're looking for from their players because uh, their players are watching as well. Not only are fans keeping an eye out, but these players are out there keeping an eye out on everything, their mailboxes, their emails, the coaches in the media. They are all uh, getting ready because they they need to know what they're getting into. Vince, these players are about to make – Some uh, life-changing decisions, sign life-changing contracts, and be a part of something big here in each of the eight XFL cities. And uh, man, we might even know when those dates are occurring because we've got some rumors to touch upon in this week's Cover 2. But before we go to the Cover 2... Uh, We do need to remind, Brian, uh, all of our general patrons and uh, prospective general patrons on our Patreon, uh, how great the content is on This is the XFL Show's Patreon page. (laughs) Yeah, Alan, uh, Patreon is where it's at right now. We got so much
3: going on. We have our this month's bonus show for the month of September. We're going to be breaking down uh, way too early predictions, it sounds like, and we're going to be talking about some players. Uh, We got some... Uh, this is not the XFL show. That's always weekly there. We're talking NFL and college football. It's really just jam packed. Plenty to happen, especially with the draft coming up. Exclusive coverage from Vince. I'm sure Jake will be there as well. Uh, don't forget, Jake also broke down some of your concepts a couple weeks ago. That's still very relevant as of right now. So go ahead and check it out. Patreon.com forward slash. This is the XFL show. Plenty of free stuff there as well. So really no reason not to go there again. That's patreon.com forward slash. This is the
0: XFL show. Don't need no credit card to ride that train. No wait, you do actually. You to sign up you do or or a PayPal account. You do actually need a credit card for this is the XFL sh- Patreon, but uh, not that much because there are multiple tiers you could choose from from $3 all the way on up. Right Brian, we've got different different content for each tier. If they want to go all out, they can and even maybe even be a part of the show. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff you could get into on our Patreon. It is multiple, like a good How Mummy offense.
3: You can even get this show a whole day early and commercial free. Yes, Alan, for just $3, you can get started. There's so much there. I really can't stress it enough. If you love this show, you're going to love our Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash this is the XFL show. Check it out. Absolutely free to check it out. It doesn't cost you money to click.
0: That's the I best part. credit card on this train. But do bring the credit card if you want to stay on the train. And we'll see you there on This is the XFL Show's Patreon page. Going for two. Go for two and the lead. We'll go into it and first, right out of the gates, state this. The letter... That's circulating on social media. The news coming out about the exact XFL draft dates are not officially announced by the league yet. These are. I um, kind of reports from some websites also uh people putting out there on social media but there's nothing official about these so we're going to take these all with somewhat of a grain of salt discussing it but there's a lot of interesting information in this letter that is out there and it's and it says it's from Oliver Luck it says dear player at the top of it which is also Vince I know you and I saw that and said well wait a minute let's not give full credit to this thing yet because that's you need multiple sources. You know you got to check all those boxes, but the fact that it says October fifteenth and October sixteenth for the draft, a two day event, uh, in this letter is an interesting uh, thing to consider. In the middle of a week, a, a two day affair where seventy players are going to be drafted per team. So you you would think that this thing's going to be more than just one day. Yeah, yeah, you would think so with how with how uh, how many.
1: You know, teams and players are going to be drafted. I mean, it, it, going back, it's dear player. Player is in all caps. Uh, I'm not. I'm not quite sure what that means. Um, yeah. I mean, it, some of this information, you know, could be could be legitimate. It's got some some aspects that we've talked about. It talks about the team nine that that Bryant is really familiar with um it it talks about you know the kickoff when the games are gonna be and the and the channels and that kind of stuff but uh still I I don't know if I'm totally on board with this but it seems reasonable
0: it does and and the thing is like if it is made up then I would have hoped Jake that whoever made this letter up if it's not an official document again it's not confirmed 100% but I would I would have hoped if someone made it up they would have put a lot more wacky stuff in there. This all seems too legitimate and real. I would have thrown something ridiculous in there like you'll all be made to you I don't know whoever could jump over a moat will be admitted into the uh, XFL draft and you have to come to Stamford and have the secret password. I don't know. They could have put a bunch of wacky stuff in there. That's why this thing looks somewhat legitimate. New England
1: clam
3: chowder. <laughs> Is that the red or the white? Ah, I always
2: forget. That's that. the white. That's the white. Trust me, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. It it is a little. I don't, I don't know if mundane. I mean, mundane sounds bad, but it, it is what you would expect to see. I, I guess. And Vince, I'm not sure if you know these things could just be mass sent out. I'm not sure if they need to be personalized.
0: I would hope Oliver every
2: individual. I would
0: hope they would. I would be. hope Oliver Luck I, I, would have. Him or someone, you know, working at the league would have, you know, at least typed up different names for each letter. That'd make it a little personal.
3: Oh well, you guys are not too yeah. familiar with like worded stuff. You don't even have to type up people's names anymore. You could just put like a list in, and it does it automatically. Yeah, yeah really I, think about, I
1: mean, you're Something dealing like with, you know, you're dealing with agents and, and things of that
2: sort. It think it they could be a little bit more official. If I got so, this, I, I would just be, you know. Pleased as a peach. I, I don't care if it's addressed to me or not, as long as it came from my P.O. boss.
3: I will say this. The uh, commissioner's invitations uh, did come addressed to the player themselves. They
0: so did. We'll they do. did. And, and in this letter, we can break it down a little bit more. So it does say October 15th, a Tuesday, and Wednesday, October 16th, for the two days for the draft says it'll be a 70-player per team affair, so 70 picks for each team. Also in the letter, it says there's a 16-day mini camp, which we have heard of, going down in December, uh, starting December 3rd. And uh, the mini camp portion is interesting. I actually want to read that here because it says all players drafted next month and retained by their XFL teams will be required to attend a 16-day mini camp starting December 3rd. 2019 your travel lodging and meals for minicamp will be provided by the xfl upon arrival at minicamp All players will complete a medical examination and will execute a player contract So that is the day December 3rd when they arrive that they get to sign their player contracts And then they'll be paid starting the first day of minicamp on a subsequent bi-weekly basis If they remain on an active roster or IR through the end of the league year, which is May 31st 2020 so Uh, Players start getting paid December 3rd, according to this letter, all the way through May, Vince.
1: Yeah, which I suppose they should be, you know, if you're on the if you're on the ball club. Uh, So, again, that's another thing that that's seems seems
2: logical.
0: And another that's another interesting thing there, because, you know, there's been speculation on how these uh, these contracts would be paid out. And that kind of, you know, sums it up there, December through May. And if you're, again, talking to someone about how these XFL players are getting paid and they're if they're talking about, you know, someone maybe combat you at the at the bar, Brian, who's like, well, these guys aren't going to get paid that much. That's not worth their time. If you tell them, well, what if I offered you one hundred thousand dollars and all you would had to do was work between December and May and you get it all then throughout that time frame? It's pretty nice. It's a pretty sweet deal, and pretty worth it. We
3: even six yeah sixty thousand dollars for that time frame is is more than probably well more than I make in a year probably if I do the math out. But it is kind of an interesting. There is some holes that we could probably poke into this. Like, why would the XFL wait until December to actually officially sign these players to contracts? Seems like they can go away to the NFL. Remember, the NFL has that rule that if you are uh, signed to play football somewhere else, you can't play in the NFL. But are they signed until December? I guess that's a, that, that's a weird aspect of this whole thing. Um, but but it really has fallen in line in terms with with the uh, timelines that we've kind of been listening and hearing uh, these last couple months. But if you're a player, this is exciting. I mean, this is being real. You you have a fixed date as to when you're possibly going to be joining a team. Now, Alan, uh, I think seventy players per team. Doing the math here, there's going to be fifty. 52 players per roster plus team nine, that equals 456 players. So 70 times eight is 640, I want to Te-
0: say. So, team nine's a 40 man roster. So, they're, they're going to be a little bit more restricted in that regard. Whereas uh, the, all the other teams, 52, 52 man rosters, 46 eligible, according to the letter, on game days. Uh, it also has a training camp period between January 4th and January 21st again this is not officially announced uh, to be you know by the league they haven't con- uh, confirmed on social media or their website any of these details uh, but we've all assumed uh, the, the gen- general time frame would be uh, you know middle of October we've all known about roster sizes for a while we've known about mini camps and training camps uh, in that in those general time frames. So this is all kind of information we've been uh they've alluded to and uh this letter comes out. And if it is indeed a fake letter, shame on someone for doing that and sending this to players if they did. That's just rude, Jake. That's called catfishing. This is all alleged.
2: Okay. I know we <laughs> said it at the top, but I, I wanna continue <laughs> to, to stress that. It it seems legit, but this is very new, uh, at least To whenever we're recording this so i i i don't know what else you know well can i play devil's advocate then i don't want to be too invested in this
0: i know well well, well, i know you i know jake especially (laughs) doesn't want to invest in this for sure but i i I'm, i'm pretty pretty invested i will say if i'm i think it's all on on the level but if i am poking one hole in it bryant I know you're about to go into something here. I don't know if this is what you're going to touch upon, but at the end, it does say one last important note. If an XFL player receives a written offer to sign with an NFL team after the conclusion of the XFL postseason, we will support that opportunity. I know the XFL has, has stated, Oliver Luck has stated in public that that is an approach the league will take, but to put that in the letter seems like it, it didn't need to be there, but it's... it's a courtesy maybe that if they actually did that.
3: Well, if you're a player, don't you want to know that? Hey, what happens if I, after this I want to go back to the NFL and try out? Can I? And that, but you would think you would already know that. It also, to me, says NFL team is 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 a little interesting because I feel like he'd want to just say if he'd want to play with another professional team to throw NFL in there might be a little little weird. But either way, uh, I, what I was actually going to go towards Alan is let's assume this entire letter is. 100% accurate that this is what players were receiving. Uh, this is what players are, are getting ready for. Uh, do you, can you poke any holes into this plan? Do you feel like anything's a little too far fetched too long? Is training camp not close to when the start of the season is supposed to be anything like that, that you guys can think of?
0: No, I think it's all a uh, uh, solid timeline. It all makes sense in terms of that. Uh, you know, the, the, period of time and the bi-weekly basis players get paid from December to May I think uh, this is all uh you know well put together and I'm I'm hyped and also uh, I just wish there was um more information on what uh the team nine team identity is going to be Vince what's the oh, name geez. of team nine and the logo I'm sorry
1: I I, I have to do that I, I, I've said I've said Brian brian knows way more about that that team nine than I do but <laughs> <laughs> I will say one thing I don't like about this, and and we've talked about this on the program before. You could go back in in the archives, uh, especially if you've subscribed to this is the XFL show on ma- many different podcast platforms. Uh, it, it says that the training camp is going to start on June January fourth, two thousand twenty. And Alan, you you have been you know very vocal about players. You know, signing after the NFL season, which is is after that, uh, it seems like uh, to me, you know, if you want to put the best product on the field, you want to have good, crisp football, That's all about the quality of the play, you want to get these guys in the the play. as soon as you can. Are are you really going to wait until, you know, after the training camp starts?
0: You know, that's going to that's going to be a a case by case basis though, Vince. I think you can afford to assimilate a handful of elite players into the league a little bit later. So, say guys aren't available until the end of January or, you know, even at when the leagues even when the season starts, NFL teams pick up players mid-season all the time. I don't I know su- why the XFL I suppose, can't. Do that. So, I I guess. I mean, are you really going to be making big
3: exceptions for Paxton Lynch to <laughs> to get on your ball club, huh? well, well, okay. So the the last week of the season is 12 twelve twenty nine. That's the last day of the season, Alan. You've mentioned before that the games week seventeen is over. practice squads are gone, right? That Monday is Black Friday, not just for uh, Black Monday, not just for coaches, but for also uh, for players. So there's a possibility within those four days, Vince, that some players can't sign with an XFL team. But what if you're on a team that's still in the in the playoffs? You cannot wait until after the Super Bowl mm. to add somebody to your roster. I
0: well, I know that, but, but I know, what totally if... think you can. It's it's sports. No, you, 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 add, players, no. you add players mid-season you, all the time and literally every When was league? the
3: last time you added a key player that was not like a trade, just a free agent that you found on the street that you could bring onto your team?
0: Well, this is a different situation. The players on the street And you're in the middle of an NFL season, are not going to be able to contribute to your team the way a player on the street and and you're an XFL team might be able to do because they that player on the street might have just got off of an NFL roster. You know, it might be Michael Crabtree, and he might be able to. He might. Well, he might be in training camp. Yeah, he off a roster.
2: It probably depends on what street you find him on. Uh, Listen, what nobody's talking about is January fourth is a very busy day as it is right now so I I, I, you know, I I think that day is bogus I'll just say that much
0: I don't know about that that's
2: it makes sense. a lot of people are going to be tired the next morning you don't want to be getting up and doing a lot of athletic activities
0: uh, I, I I feel like I have to I have to at least uh, shine a light on that reference Jake for a lot of our, our listeners that you are a gigantic Japanese wrestling fan and that is of course the uh, the biggest day in in on, on the calendar year. In the land of the rising sun, for for the, the, the sport.
3: The question is: is will Jake
0: be done with Wrestle Kingdom uh, by the time training <laughs> camp's over? That's I, the question. He he might yeah. be. The question is: is Jake gonna really be doing the show from Japan? Uh, whenever we're talking training camp, Jake. Yeah, I hope I hope you get a good connection when you go, if you go. I don't know. Um, the the this letter, you know, we've poked holes through it. It seems pretty safe to say that the, the most, if not all of it, is legit. Uh, it is funny that it came out and is being reported by some of, um, you know, the websites that are, they're following the XFL. It's being posted on social media, but there is no player attribution. There's no agent who, you know, referenced. There's nothing like that, at least that we could have, we could find as of uh, full disclosure Thursday night of this, of this recording. Um, who knows? Maybe I'll add in a little, uh, uh, uh disclaimer after the fact if anything comes out before the show post Bryant, but uh, i mean we did our due diligence just to see you know if anyone was uh gonna cite a source or anything on this and and the league is not uh you know referencing this letter at all just yet because you know they've got they've got their way of doing things they've got announcements to do and they're going to do a big and bold and, and make everything exciting so that makes sense from their standpoint too
3: yeah, Alan. So if you go back to the commissioner invitations, those those letters came out after Oliver Luck came on a uh, camera and and said, you know, hey, we're going to be sending out commissioners' invitations. So it is a little bit weird for this to come out, but again, we're trying to take it as face value, maybe. But it's close enough to where we can probably assume that that it's going to be similar enough that we're we're legitimately talking about it. But yes, just hold your horses, everyone. This information will come out soon enough. And uh, the XFL will confirm all this or not, probably in the next week or so.
0: Yep, I'm sure we'll be hearing it very, very soon. At least some of the details that are in this letter, as you know, official bits of information from the league themselves. Remember, that's always a good, a good way of going about things. At least with the startup of the league, until uh, you know you're able to get more and more people covering it and being able to cite sources and whatnot. Uh, Right now, we do have to. Uh, take the league at its word for all these kind of big announcements and let them do their thing as we build up to 2020. And then, you know, when uh, more, more outlets like ourselves or, and, and of course ESPN and Fox are going to get into the mix that you're going to have a lot more coverage, a lot more verification on issues like this, but this letter is out there and it's a fun to pick apart at least and have a little bit of fun with it, uh, which might've actually been better than the, the official word coming out, Jake, because Uh, We got to reference January 4th in a different kind of way there and talk Team 9. I like it when it gets a little goofy that way.
2: Yeah, it's always speculative. Uh, Who knows what's going to happen? I'm sure by the time we talk to you next week, you know, I I can guarantee you we'll be closer to the beginning of the season. Uh, But but I also think we're going to find out if this letter is indeed
0: real or not. And you know what? So far, Jake, you are 100% on all those guarantees you've made about Uh, us getting closer to kickoff each and every single week. I don't know how you do it. Uh, It's a skill. All right. Our next part of our cover two is... I know Brian's going to get a little upset about this because this is like very subtle uh, bragging, very subtle, not trash talk, but just kind of jockeying for position, especially in XFL West. But Ryan Gustafson, who is a very active president among the XFL presidents, the Seattle dragons yeah. president. Uh, he's been everywhere. He's doing his thing on, on local uh, TV and radio. And even on his own Facebook and on the team Facebook, uh, he's doing a cool thing. I, I think it's cool. It's called the seat at the table chats and he's bringing fans into the fold. It's basically a Q Q and a type deal where he takes the questions from fans and answers them honestly about the Seattle dragons in the XFL. And I got to say, guys, I think that th- this clip we're going to play from his his latest seat at the table chat. It, it sounds to me like Ryan Gustafson, president of the Seattle Dragons, is going out there and saying already that Seattle is, is winning the battle for having the best XFL fans in the entire league.
3: Timothy asked, how are season ticket sales going? They're going awesome. We're really excited. Seattle is showing their support for this team, uh, more so than any other team, and we're and obviously that is something that we are uh, not surprised about. Seattle has the best fans in the world. Uh, we're actually gonna be going on sale with season tickets here, like I mentioned last week, here in the next two weeks or so. Be on the lookout for more information and absolutely go to xfl.com slash tickets to place your deposit today. We wanna make sure this stadium's full and we are, uh, so much appreciate our deposit holders today and look forward to having you pick your
2: seats in the coming weeks. More so than any other team. That, and, uh, but Brian, that is a direct shot that's, at your LA Wildcats and, as far and, as I'm concerned. And that might actually
0: have data to support it, Brian. I mean, the deposits are going down. They do know those numbers. I, I don't think he would lie about that. Seattle has the most deposits, it sounds like. At least that's what their president seems to be alluding to. What do you think about that? I mean... You, we gotta, we got to rev this up, is LA why, Wildcats.
3: Is, is that why he's doing Q&As online months after Heather Carrots has? Is that why he's doing a team <laughs> treats months after Heather Carrots? I mean, come on. This is, this is everything that the LA team has been doing, and, and he's just trying to do it better. But really, I mean, no. This is just come
2: on. Come on. Would bring you, it. Bring would it. you consider buying four-season tickets just to boost the numbers? I may have already. Yeah, oh, So, how I mean, how many have you
3: bought so far? I just want how many, forty four. are you plan on buying? I've bought one. I've bought one a week since
0: they announced that LA would be Wait. a team. All right, you've bought one one row, guys, you know, one ticket a week. You guys know that that Bryant's he's he's lying out of his teeth right now. Winston Moss gave you those tickets. He gave. <laughs> yeah, that's your awesome. best friend Never will I ever, never will I ever admit to such a thing.
3: Uh, no, you know what? It's all f- fun and games here, but this is pretty cool what he's doing there. you know, saying these things. If they're true, that's great. I, I expect fully, and we've said it many times on this show, that Seattle is going to have some of the best fans, some of the most rocking fans are going to have a great stadium feel. We said that because of Sounders, because of the Seahawks. I think DC is pretty close behind them as well. It just seems like that's going to be a great market to have some football in as well. Uh, and St. Louis, I think those are the three top markets if you really think about fan bases and probably why season tickets are are up. Uh, those fan bases are going to be pumped, and, and they're going to be ready to, for the XFL in 2020.
0: I think we're going to see some legitimately awesome uh, atmospheres in the XFL. I think we're going to see rocking crowds. We're going to see some packed venues for sure, definitely in St. Louis and Seattle. I think uh, definitely will uh, support their team. But I want to kind of seriously uh, approach this question, Vince. We could start with you. Do you think any team will actually have, in year one at least, a significant home field advantage because of these atmospheres, because of the fans that they bring mm. into the buildings, because of the energy that they they get in the very first season? Or do you think that's something that needs to build over time? Can a team have a, a true home field advantage in year one? Uh I mean I suppose
1: they could uh it it, it may be difficult to achieve that uh it, I I really got to I really got to study these venues a little bit more uh to say so now uh Brian you mentioned DC they're going to be playing in you know some sort of soccer stadium or something uh with a, field Yeah so you know hopefully that that means you know fans seats close to the to the action and not as many seats an intimate environment i think if you have something like that you could but you know you talked about st louis um they're going to be playing in, in a in a, a a dome a big dome a big mm-hmm. barn and you know I, i'll i'll say from experience 20 or thirty thousand people yeah, showing up to a game that may sound like a lot to you, but whenever you put them in a sixty or seventy thousand seat stadium, it ain't that much.
3: Oh no, Alan, do you remember the uh, the Commanders games in the AAF yeah. with those same amount of people, it's, same game? It was loud. Exactly it was, it was what I was thinking. There. Were you
0: Were you there? Yeah. What was it no, loud? No, but you put. What are you? What are you talking about? Did you watch the game, Vince? And, and also, even <laughs> did you watch press conferences? I think I did. Watch. I mean, watching AAF co- coverage, players even admitted legitimately that uh, playing in San Antonio was pretty difficult uh, for some offenses. It got loud in there. That is the thing about a dome: is even though the crowd, uh, it might, you know, there's a there could be empty seats because it is such a bigger venue. Although I think St. Louis has a good shot at, at filling most of them. Uh, the the right the noise level in a place like that it doesn't take all every seat being filled in order to make that a tough place to play and so that's why i think if there's going to be if i'm betting on any place to actually have a significant home field advantage my money's on st louis bryant i like the fact that it's a dome with the you know the noise issue that could happen there uh, and also just the football hungry fans in St. Louis really have me thinking that that place could be special when it comes to a true home field advantage for the other teams is going to be something you're going to have to build I think over the course of multiple weeks through the season or maybe even into year 2. You can define home field
3: advantage in so many different ways. How I'm going to look at it is is basically say, "Hey, regardless of what the team is doing, how is that fan base going to treat the opposing team?" And I think St. Louis, you know, Uh, before they move to L.A. is going to be a great place for for their fans to watch a game and for a hard place for other teams to go in and and try
0: to compete. I define home field advantage as a place that makes – uh, a quarterback fumble a snap or a pitcher drop the ball when he's walking on the mound after throwing a pitch. That's that's how I define home field advantage. How about you, Jake? St. Louis, there's a lot of hype. I almost sense a lot of anger
2: you know, in that in that city, <laughs> and probably rightly so, but I mean, if you have to go. Why? If I, if I had to pick one, I, I still think I would say Seattle just for the the layout and the, the acoustics. I, I've never been there. But even if, you know, they don't even have to equal, uh, you know, if, if St. Louis has the highest attendance, they don't even have to equal that, I think. And and they, they should still appear louder to oppose. Can you keep pronouns, pal, maybe? So you're
3: saying they is in Seattle, doesn't have to have enough fans? I don't fans think than...
2: Seattle needs to have more fans than St. Louis, and they will still they will still cause more trouble for the opposing team.
3: Once you have the white stripes bumping on the speakers, you really don't need any fans, right? It's just it's,
0: it's all about the atmosphere. I Seattle has a great the stripes. Don't they? Yeah, man? pretty much. Yeah, you know, that's pretty much. Can but, we can we actually the I don't know if this is a Patreon topic or what, but there are some songs I'd like to ban. If we're reimagining football, we need to ban some of the the crowd music we're going to the or PA music we're going to play in in the league. Uh, you know, we got to we got to do something different from from sandstorm and white stripes and crazy train i mean you are not to hear hell's
2: bells on every fourth and inches
0: we got to do we got to make it fresh we got to make it interesting and new and exciting in that regard And i don't think that's too much to ask is it vince no not at all
1: uh yeah that's uh alan we've always talked about that's a very satisfying satis and job (laughs) picking picking uh music for for ball games and and, you know that's you know that's part of the experience getting getting the crowd hyped getting them going uh it'll it'll be interesting to see how how they uh you know interpret that and make it all you know family friendly at the same time
3: all right everybody ready real quick as a fun gimmick pick one song that you want to hear that you probably don't normally hear at a football game
0: uh zombie by the cranberries uh, what what team would that be played for oh um well we don't have any zombies in the league i don't know i've been really lobbying for that for for the pit panthers to use since pittsburgh's the zombie capital of the world but uh i guess you could do it uh let's you know maybe the new york the new the new york guardians could use it uh i don't know it's just, Whoever, just someone played it. It's so cool. The whole crowd yelling, right. zombie, zombie. I don't know. I love that song. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'd like to see songs that are, you know, unique to the area. So, like, uh, up in Seattle, it's all grunge music. And then, uh, you know, um, in New York, all Frank Sinatra. And, and then... <laughs>
2: What Alan? What about that song I sent you a couple days ago, maybe to play down in Dallas? That that Jerry, (laughs) that Jerry Reed tune. (laughs) Vince would like that. I'll I'll have to hit you up later, Vince. But it's a it's a good, really good old uh,
0: country and western song. Yeah, I think I think tells a good story. I think I do. I do think a lot of roughnecks were working on some oil rigs. Listening to "She Got the Gold Mine, I Got the Shaft" by Jerry Reed. I'm pretty sure that was oh, going on yeah <laughs> oh geez all right we're, we're gonna end on that note let's, let's sorry for that bonus <laughs> Oh, no no it it's tasteful listen to it Brian it's <laughs> wait we got into something there that's a definite that's definitely put a pin in that Brian that's that, that's a patreon special for sure stadium music in the XFL love that uh also Vince is the official statistician I think the way we can actually you know let's let's take some data. When the season starts throughout the year, you need to chart uh, all the home, f- all the away turnovers by teams, and that will maybe determine, uh, at least help us decide who has the best home field advantage.
1: Yeah, we can look at you know false start penalties and, and things of that nature.
0: Unforced fumbles is definitely a good one. If, if just crowd noise or atmosphere causes a fumble, that that's gonna.
1: Yeah, be yeah maybe we could get a decibel level reading.
2: What? Uh, <laughs> They usually have those meters on the jumbo, you know, on the, yeah, uh, those They always are, read red. Read. Yeah, really <laughs> you know,
1: those are uh, inflated uh similarly to a 10, You
0: know hey, the decibel level's <laughs> a decibel level. You know, okay? there been... you know, I've never been to a game where I wasn't part of a crowd that got that, that meter all the way to the red. <laughs> I'm proud <laughs> I'm proud of that streak. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, home field advantage is is really going to be uh, something to strive for, but not necessarily something all the teams are going to be able to have, or at least most of the teams will be able to have, I think, in year one. That is something you really have to build towards. And uh, credit to Brian Gustafson, the president. That's something the presidents are definitely going to be uh, contributing to getting enthusiasm uh, and I love the idea of a seat at the table chat on Facebook. I know Heather Carrots has been doing those for a while. All the team presidents are getting interactive that way. So if you're in an XFL city or you're going to support one, definitely check out team Facebook pages and stuff like that because they're doing cool stuff there. And uh, we'll be uh, you know referencing them every now and then once cool, cool quotes and questions come out. Um, and I'd love to see the data there too. I mean, I want to know who's getting the most deposits. I don't know if we'll ever get to see that, but... Would be interesting to break down. Hey, football freaks, it's Alan. Just want to let you know about a brand new football podcast that myself, Vince, and his wife, Pam, started. We want more people to hop on board and start listening because we are talking college football on a national scale with a very extreme pit panther bias. It's called the hail to pit podcast. And yes, we do focus a lot on the pit Panthers. But if you just want to hear us talk more football, if you want a place to go listen to some college football talk, check out the hail to pit podcast available on all podcast platforms, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, you name it, it's out there. Subscribe today, hail to pit podcast. It is brought to you by pretty easy podcasts and it is absolutely free of charge. Subscribe and review today hail to pit now this is going to be so fun because we are going to return to something that bryant worked really hard on a while back and so hard on he worked so hard on it that that not only did we do one full episode about it we're gonna do another full segment about it because it's now our turn vince jake and all of our listeners we asked this week schedule week number one in the xfl go go ahead and do it you got only about 30 seconds left to do it now because we're diving into it we're looking back at brian's schedule he made because we have a little bit more information and we all need to put it out there what does week one look like in the xfl it's this week's hot read
3: blue 58 blue 58
2: go
0: Hey, Rick Flair! Rick Flair! Pepper, Flip, Caliber, Motown, Happy, Jolly, Drop, Buster, bird!
3: Tiger! I oh, he's got a hound too, Rodney. I think. 18!
0: So, way back in, oh, I don't even know. It was before the summer, wasn't it, Bryant? We asked you to schedule the entire dang old XFL season, and you did. And uh, it had a lot of blowback. It had a lot of conversation going. It was a lot of fun.
3: Yeah, schedule the xfl they said it'll be fun they said that's what that's what everybody was telling me so i did it i think it was before the summer started or maybe right as the beginning of the summer i think it was before the showcases actually i went through and i uh, scheduled out weeks one through ten for all eight teams uh and all i got was flack from everybody including you three about my schedules. so i thought it would be kind of cool to come back this time around because the schedule's supposedly coming out in the next week or so or this month or next month but Regardless, let's schedule what week one, the the XFL's biggest week that's going to happen. Let's schedule it. And I'll recap mine real quick. I'm sorry. To, I kind of took over here. Are you, is that OK? I, I took the ball. Hey. I feel like we're in this, not the XFL show, but
0: you did all the work on the schedule. Yeah, shine, shine, <laughs> shine, shine. <laughs> all right.
3: So I'll throw my schedule out there real quick because nothing's changing on mine. I'm keeping mine the way it is. I have uh, L.A. at St. At Louis at the 2 p.m. Eastern game to start off the season. Then I have Houston at New York in the evening on Fox. Then on Sunday I have DC at the Vipers uh, on Fox at 2 p.m. Eastern, and then in the evening on Sunday Dallas at Seattle. Uh, that was my schedule. I'm I'm sticking to it. Uh, I'd love to hear what you guys have to say.
0: All right, I'm I'm getting into it. Uh, you're sticking sticking to your guns. I'm going with this. Sticking with. What I've said all along, L.A. at Seattle, week number one, first game you put out there. That's got to be the first thing we all watch. I cannot – uh, L.A. at Seattle? At Sorry. St. Louis. Jeez, okay. geez, oh, man. Yeah, St. Louis. L.A. at St. Louis, week number one, Winston Moss in the Dome, bringing his team against the St. Louis Battle Hawks with that crowd that's going to be going berserk and they're going to be they're going to be soaring they're going to be scoring it's going to be an amazing way to kick off this league the second game on that saturday (laughs) i don't know about in st louis (laughs) maybe they'll do it in seattle uh because that's my game number two i got seattle hosting The Roughnecks, you've got Dragons and Roughnecks in Seattle, week number one, and we do know that uh, the Roughnecks uh, ballpark might not be done by week one, so that makes sense there, I think. Tampa Bay at Houston for the first game on the Sunday of week one, um, and I think that's a really interesting matchup as well because you're talking about two former Canadian football coaches bringing it to the XFL in week number one in June Jones and Mark Tressman. And then my last game, I just want to see the New York Guardians playing under the lights so bad in week one, hosting the D.C. Defenders. I think that'd be a great way to cap it all off.
3: Yes, yeah, see, I like that. I think you and I kind of have the same. Uh, we were hitting the big markets. The only reason I have Tampa Bay hosting a game week one is I personally and I could be 100% wrong on this I feel like Tampa Bay's market may not support the team as well as the other ones so you bring them in there early try to get them hooked because if you wait too long to bring them into Tampa you might not hook as many fans as you could if you bring them in week one that's my thought who wants Who wants to go next uh, Vince or Jake uh, I'll, I'll let you guys go
1: uh, I'll, I'll go for it here. Uh, uh, L.A. at Seattle, the first game. I, I think that's that's got to be uh, – or, or, yeah, a, L.A. At, at St. Louis,
3: excuse St. me. St. Louis. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe it should be L.A. at Seattle.
1: 11,
0: that's like, too 11 early. A a dawn.
3: Nobody gets yeah. up that early
1: to watch football game. You know, baby. <laughs> L.A. At, at St. Louis, first game, no doubt about it. Second game, I would have Dallas at Houston, uh, a big Texas battle under the lights with, with Bob Stoops, um, which I still can't believe he's a coach in the XFL. <laughs> still can't believe you Your coach. Your uh, coach. <laughs> then the following day, uh, D.C. and New York uh, squaring off. I would have New York at D.C. Uh, to get that big home atmosphere there, and then I, I would cap it off with Tampa at Seattle. I, w- I would try to ho- uh, showcase these big or um, what we expect to be good venues.
0: Yeah, I don't know about the, the approach, though, Vince, uh, with with throwing rivalries out there, natural rivalries in terms of geography... Right away, I don't know if I want Dallas and Houston in Week One. I think we talked about this in the past, and I'm more leaning towards let that simmer and build up, and, and we can have some mm-hmm. anticipation for that first matchup between the two teams, which for sure yeah. will be the most heated rivalry when it comes to just pure geography in the league.
1: I, I guess I could kind of buy that, but you know, if you want to showcase, you know, what this league's all about with you know the best fans and. and and the best coaches, you know, that, that that's the game, I think.
3: Yeah, but but, but Dallas and Houston is going to be so big that if you put them on week three when your numbers start declining, that's going to be one of those games that helps you keep those numbers up. That's how I saw it. I agree that if you want to start with a bang, definitely you want to do Dallas and Houston. I don't know if you get that big of a bang week one when you might need it down the line at week three. Do you really think number, people like are not going to watch and then they're going to be like, oh, man, Dallas and Houston are playing. I got to watch this game. I do think that, especially in Dallas and Houston. I 100% think people would watch that game if it's week three versus week one.
0: Especially when a bunch of renegade fans are going into Houston and stealing uh, things out of locker rooms and vandalizing the stadium. I mean, who knows what those those raising hell renegades are going to be doing in the buildup for that game. You want that thing to – you want the anticipation there. You want, you want them to have a – uh, a, a reason to hate each other and a build up to that I mean what if they go into that game undefeated in in, in a you know week three or four that would be make that so much better wouldn't it be wouldn't it Vince I suppose but I mean they're they're probably gonna play
3: each other more than one time in the regular season am i right Yes. Yeah, they're gonna play twice. They are gonna play twice, but I think and if you do it like week three and week seven, week eight, somewhere in that range, I think you're, you're you're setting up that rivalry for success. You don't see, well, I was gonna say you don't see the Packers and Bears face in the week one, but they did this season. But there was a reason, <laughs> um, it was the 100th year anniversary. Yeah. So they did last uh, year. They did Jake, last year as well, though. They did Brian. last year too. Okay, <laughs> it was the 99 year anniversary. Uh, Jake, before you go, I just want to read a couple off of social media, if that's okay. Uh, I, basically, everybody has their own little layout here, but I did want to go into some of the reasons. Um, Tory, a uh, Tory Butlerang one says on Twitter that he wants to have Houston versus Dallas to start the the season, 2 p.m. game on Saturday, get things off with a bang. So Vince, is definitely on your track i also want to bring this one up by c jersey dave on twitter he says i can actually see new york on the road for the first three weeks And i assume that's a weather thing can we talk about the weather thing a little bit do we think the weather is going to affect new york and i guess dc to some degree in having home games to start the season
2: I don't think you can have three on the road to start off. No, I think you got That's have unfair. One yeah, that'd be an unfair. It is unfair.
3: It did happen a couple of times. It happened to the enforcers. It happened, I think, even in the AAF, if I'm not mistaken, as well, to somebody. Well, so we're not has trying happened. to re- reproduce what happened in the AAF. That's very true. Uh, for context, too, I'll just throw this out. For XFL in 2001, you had New York at Las Vegas, Chicago at Orlando for that first night, and then the next day, you had Memphis at Birmingham, L.A. at San Francisco. So... There's some context. If, if, if that helps you, Jake, I don't know. You're still the one. You're the one left to go. So I'll let you go.
2: Yeah, I, I've been sitting back. I, I've been letting everybody else, you know, <laughs> say their piece. And I, I got to stick up for Vince here. I also have uh, Dallas at Houston at week one. As far as I'm concerned, you know, I mean, let's go back to boxing mentality. The reason you book a fight is just so you can book a rematch. And you want this starting off on week one, just so you can talk about all season what's going to happen whenever uh, Houston and Dallas book up again in in week eight. You you want people to look forward to that uh, all, I, I, all season. I, I,
3: so you, so you have them kicking off the the season in yes. the morning on Saturday.
2: Oh, I, I, this doesn't really matter what time you play these games, but th- this is the correct this is the correct you know seating at least.
3: I don't okay, know so if what's,
1: boxing matches are booked for rematches, but. Uh, it maybe in a different isn't, era they were. Isn't there a no rematch rule in boxing? Am I getting that confused? Oh, it depends on uh, it depends on if
0: you're the A side or not. <laughs> I definitely Sorry, Jake, I off. definitely think we would say the Renegades are the A side in Dallas versus Houston as of right now, right? Oh, they're the A side for the whole league as far as I'm yes. concerned. <laughs> I'm, scared. I'm so, scared. So we got
2: Dallas going to Houston. Outside of that, I I don't see how you can't have New York and LA uh hosting in week one the biggest markets i would keep people on their you know on their seaboard at least i would have dc come to new york i would have seattle to come to la i mean the wildcats they're, they're just fuming after uh what the seattle president said in that clip we played earlier
3: stealing our ideas right that's what i'm saying
2: <laughs> and then i think you have to have seattle i mean uh st louis host, and that place better be packed whenever those Vipers come into
0: town. <laughs> Ooh, that's some pressure right there from, uh, from Jake. It's okay. time to not up or shut up. <laughs> We've talked a lot about uh, the geography going into you know to the booking here the, of, of week one, the scheduling, but what about players and storylines? I mean, the schedule should be coming out pretty soon, but uh, ma- who knows? Maybe players get drafted to teams before that. Do well, you think that kind of angle will go will factor in it all into the scheduling, Vince, or do you think that the, the timing, the these schedules are getting sorted out before that is all settled?
1: I, I mean, maybe if you had, you know, two star quarterbacks that had a history against each other or something, maybe you pair those guys up in the first week. I, I don't know. I mean, but I don't think players are going to, you
0: know, dictate scheduling. I, I don't, I don't see that. Yeah. Well, uh, just unless, like unless there's like, something stories, very like stories that the, the league could sell, you know, or the or the TV networks yeah. could. I don't, I don't know. I mean, then you also have to factor in uh, stadium availability and all that. I, I, I'm sure that is way further down the line in terms of importance <laughs> how you schedule week one. But it's also something to consider. You want the best storylines going into your first week for sure. I think
2: the, the only storyline you need is that the XFL is back. I, I think this whole schedule... That's
0: well
1: said, actually, Jake. And, and, and i will, already, honestly. And the piggyback on that, the storyline for, you know, week two and so forth, is that this is a great product. It's a fun game to watch, Just and I want to see more of, of it. Play.
3: Yeah, okay, but let, let's be frank about all this, though, honestly, is what would you give percentage-wise of the people that are following the league right now are actually going to be the percentage of viewers come uh, 2020? You mean people like us? Well, yeah. So you have you have your diehards. You have us. You have some other people on the internet, but you also have people who know about the Expo who who who, who know that it's coming. But I would say that those people in total probably around 30 to 40 percent most of the viewers that are coming in 2020 are either going to learn about the league come next year
0: or definitely don't know about it right now so i would maybe even go lower i I might say we make up maybe 15 to 10 percent of the viewership that this the fan base is a lot i don't even think we've tapped into it in terms of people following along on the road to 2020 uh, you know, as intently as as some of the diehards are already, um, we love them, and those are the people that are going to ride through the whole season. But I think you're right when you say that the, the, the TV networks, and, and once the games start, that's going to expand the audience to such a, a, a way more massive amount of people than than are currently following along with what's going on with the league.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, think about what time these games are going to be on. Uh, in the middle of February, uh, not not much to do, and people are going to be flicking through channels, and they're going to say, "Oh my God, there's some professional football," and hopefully, they're saying, "Oh my God, this is this is fun to watch."
0: What if they're saying, "Oh my God, this looks like that UCLA Washington State game I saw last season?" <laughs> if they could get that every week, wow.
3: Oh, you, you're in favor of this. I, me and Alan talked off air about that about that slightly. Like, if you see enough, for those that don't know, and I'm sure everybody does, but UCLA at Washington <laughs> State, 67-63.
2: That's a big <laughs> assumption.
3: Uh, 67-63, UCLA beat uh, Washington, came back with 32 points down in the second half, but that's not the point I'm trying Washington to. Washington State. To UCLA. Wazoo.
2: Whatever. Wazoo, th- sure. th- this was not collegiate is... men's basketball either. Th- this no, was no, 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 football. this was not.
3: This was football. So the 67-63, a basically over 50 points in the second half. Allen said this might be the football we see in the XFL come 2020. As it relates to ratings, is that a good thing or a bad thing for the XFL?
0: Well, That game was like five hours long, wasn't it? That... Didn't it go from it like... Was.
3: It was. It ended It
0: ended on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, it did go from like 7 seven p.m. local time on the West Coast past midnight, which is like 3 a.m. on the East. Um, in terms of the length, no. But just I was talking about the pace, the amount of scoring. Uh, that would be tremendous to see. And if you have over 100 points combined in each game, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure... Yeah. XFL, you don't, you don't want to see that every week, though. But, you're, but then, the but then you're, yeah, you're getting
3: into All the Arena Football League status, and that's not something you want. The Arena Football League was not how many times you could score the ball, it was how many times you could stop the other team. And really, it was if you stopped them once, you probably won the game. You don't or, want to get into that.
2: What? Or who's going to have the last possession before the. Play.
3: Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. So you really want to make sure you have controlled football. I think a game like that once in a while is okay. But you're right, Alan. In terms of the pace, in terms of the plays, I'm hoping that the XFL keeps up that pace. But
2: the scoring, I don't want it to be 67-63 every week. <laughs> I mean, Vince, you'll remember that Pitt-Syracuse game a couple seasons ago. It, it was down to the wire, and I, I think everybody scored in the second half on almost every possession, but I don't want to see that 10 weeks in a row. Do you? Yes, I mean, it was that was getting a little out of hand, like
1: 76-72 or something like that. I mean, just, just you know, ridiculous stuff uh, that you wouldn't expect to see In a professional football game,
0: yeah, that might be tough to do, especially with twenty-five second game clocks, uh, and uh, you know, I think a more controlled environment than some of those games have. Uh, I think we're going to see some high-scoring games, but not ridiculous every single week. If it's in the 50s every week, I I gotta say I wouldn't be upset. I think you could still play good defense because this league is going to be conducive it, to it, offense. Yeah, It probably you know the number of points I, I don't think
1: matters. It's the quality of the points that I think is yes, good it, <laughs> Interesting. It's and, the quality of the points. It is because and also you know if 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 the score is you know you know you know 51 50 every week then people are going to have this perception that, you know, they don't play defense or or something like that. And they're not going to watch, but you know, if it's, if it's a back and forth competitive game that is fast paced,
3: uh, regardless of what the score is, it's going to be exciting. Uh, Some would say that game is actually five one five Oh, uh, personally, uh, Vince, but either way, uh, uh, going back to what I was trying to get at with this whole thing is, does that help ratings? It, it would probably help ratings for a while, but I think people would get tired of it. I'm hoping that that's not the kind of football we see, at, le- at least at the scoring. The pace, I'm totally cool with, but if you try that pace and you have to punt the ball or, or you don't score, then that's actually probably better football. You want defense. Defense is something that I think is very important. I play defense. Alan, you play defense in high school as well. I think it's something that we really should uh, focus on, but... That, I mean we went to, we went from schedules to, to this. Uh, any other feedback or anything like Look, that on schedule?
0: Well, I think we should schedule the game that's going to be the closest and most competitive first. That's my final uh, answer for mm. week one. That's what I'm hoping.
2: Alan, I just want to say, I mean, if people are thinking about a fifty-one fifty game, that that's probably just in their dreams, uh, <laughs> you know.
0: Definitely you can't have, in definitely you can't in have dreams the best,
2: <laughs> for week one. You can't have the best of both worlds all the time. It, it may be good enough, but uh, you know, it, it, I mean, maybe it can be love for some people. I don't know. Jeez. Oh,
0: well, if you if you tell me if you tell me why teams are scoring in the fifties. Uh, could this could this be uh, XFL football every single week? Uh, I, I'm gonna say yeah. I have a feeling we're gonna see high octane baby. How mummy? Talking Bob Stoops. We're talking June Jones, Pep Hamilton, Kevin Gilbride. A lot of offensive minded coaches. And then you've got Winston Moss Bryant, who I know that's why you're you're touting the horn for defense. Week one is gonna be so cool to watch you know actually week one if we're talking defense versus offense maybe you do dallas versus la right out the gates and then this show just turns into a vicious a vicious fight right here on the podcast that week
3: you you, you can't that's 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 no you're you're asking for the best of both worlds there alan it's it's not no
0: i i already did that bit (laughs) (laughs) well i think we could we could jump to another topic then and uh, well actually no I think we're out of time was I not good enough is that what it is No, you do not make it work let's get out of here and uh, head on out into the sunset into another week where I'm hoping by next week we'll be closer to uh, kickoff Jake
2: Uh, yeah if the good lord blesses us that way we will be
0: (laughs) I think that uh, this was such a fun week uh because it was i'm going to say i think one of the last weeks we're going to be just really super relaxed fit we we joked a lot this week vince but there are going to be serious topics that we're going to have to seriously take a close close look at i mean magnifying glass look at some of the things that are going to be coming down the line when we we alluded to a lot of them today but when they become real a real announcements like timelines that issue with signing players after at training camps and whatnot is going to be even more crucial and more important to talk about uh, when we're talking about roster sizes and how you whittle those down and how you approach those from team to team and of course Brian's take on team nine vince a lot of serious stuff to come uh in, in the month of october which we're about to hit last show of september right here yeah
1: and and i
0: just hope one of these days we could get a rule book <laughs> and don't forget the, the, the all-important rule book. Also, I don't think we mentioned it in that letter that came out. There was also a reference to a player handbook. We really need to get a, a hold of that. I don't know if that's the same kind of handbook they get in Beetlejuice. Well, tried try it out? I don't know if you guys know that. So. <laughs> I don't know if it's the same kind of handbook they get in Beetlejuice, Jake, but I'm sure that's an interesting <laughs> document as well. Uh, yeah, I, I, that may be for players only.
2: I'd love to get a look inside that handbook. <laughs>
0: well you know this was uh, like I said one, maybe one of the last relaxed fit weeks as October hits uh, another month down on the road to 2020 and uh, I th- I th- really honestly feel uh, we're in for one of the most fun months on the road as well so we really appreciate everybody joining us up to this point and uh, yeah just check that month off, off the list there September down this just think about it this way this is the last September ever before the XFL is an actual football play in league, Bryant.
3: Now, is that confirmed by the league or is that just?
0: No, that's just, that I think, go uh, how calendars work.
3: Is that calendar math is yeah. that one? Yeah. <laughs> That's not called math. That's called calendar, from what I recall. Alan, I will say this as as a party gift to everyone. I always say it at the end of the show, but I'll say it again. YouTube, uh, go and follow us there. Subscribe. We're gonna have some great things for the draft planned and upcoming. Vince, I'm sure you're gonna break down every single player you can. Uh, Jake, you'll be there too, I'm sure, uh, on YouTube uh, for this draft. And we have tons coming up. The rule book. I think we're gonna do a reading of the rule book with Jake, if I'm not mistaken. On YouTube.
0: <laughs> As soon as it's in my hands, absolutely. Can you read it in an English accent, Jake? That'd be really nice. No, I'm not even going to (laughs) try. Well, we'll try to get maybe a real-life Englishman to do it if you won't, though. I want it to sound dignified. I, I think Bryant knows one. Maybe we can get a hold of him. (laughs) He's an English fan too. So don't forget all these things about to happen, all these things that are coming up on the road, and we're going to be talking about them all right here. And like Brian said, the YouTube, it is a gift. It's a parting gift. It's something great for you to go check out because you got bonus content. You got shows spliced up there too. If you just want interviews or certain segments, the YouTube is a real fun place to interact. If you don't want to just go through the main podcast feed and of course if you go to the patreon that's where you get it all in one uh place and uh, you could pick your tier subscribe and get all sorts of xfl and football talk or you know we also do the nfl and college football there as well Lots to do, lots of fun to have. We really appreciate you for joining us. And uh, another show down. This was episode 88. I cannot believe it. And we are only 19 weeks away from kickoff in 2020. Follow us at XFL Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to keep up with us throughout the week. And we'll see you next time. For Vince, for Bryant, for Jake, I'm Alan. This is is the XFL show. Remember, they're listening.
2: Where football goes to be reborn. Where
3: football goes to be reimagined. Where one goes to find more of what they need. A place with endless possibilities and hidden gems. A place where only one's limitations determine how much is explored. A place that gives you all the football you can handle and more. This is the XFL Show's Patreon. Guiding you to February 2020.